What are the qualities of a great Airbnb deal? We're going to talk about the three today right here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain. You have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. You're listening to me, Kyle Stanley. This is going to be a pretty quick and simple, we like simple, right, episode. Um, and I want to, first of all, tell you why I kind of decided to talk about this is because I just did a video on my YouTube channel, and it's called The Seven Things That You Should Not Go Cheap On. And I get the question all the time, you know, am I overspending on this? Am I underspending on this? And so, Long story short, I made a video that says, here's the seven things that you absolutely should not try to save money on because it's going to get you a great return for your profit. Go check it out on my YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you subscribe. And it, that got me thinking a little bit of why we don't want to go cheap on these and how a lot of people say, well, you know, here's the thing is that, you know, I just don't have the money and I'd rather go cheap right now. And then before you know it, you've, really lost the quality of these listings. And at the end of the day, you're trying to be the best out there, right? If you're not trying to be the best, why are you even doing it? But when we go and do this and we try to save money, we forget why we even started doing this, which is it, it's a long-term investment. So in order for it to be known that it's a good long-term investment, we have to know a few things about it. So roundabout, that's why I got to this topic, the three things that you should look at in regards to a perfect or a great Airbnb deal. Now, before we get started, make sure you go over to fearlesskyle.com, get our free profit calculator, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and the YouTube channel, and make sure you're checking out our free Airbnb Facebook page, which is approaching 100,000 members. It's absolutely bonkers, Airbnb masterminds. And uh, we would love to be able to continue to bring you great value there. So with that being said, let's get into the three qualities of a great Airbnb deal. The first one, and by the way, you're going to want to download that free profit calculator from our website, fearlesskyle.com, because the three things that I'm talking about here, two of them will be shown on that profit calculator. Uh, the other one is going to be a little bit more work, but again, the goal today is to keep things simple. So when you go through that profit calculator, and let's just say you're either arbitraging or buying a house, uh, you know, you're know you in charge of the initial expenses. Not talking about if you're co-hosting for someone. I'm not even talking about if you're looking for a co-host. I'm talking about someone who is self-managing and is looking to either own or arbitrage the property. This is the person I'm talking to right now. So if you don't fit into that, these numbers are kind of a moot point. So you're arbitraging, you're owning, you're self-managing, you do the profit calculator and you find that you are going to have a return on investment from your furniture, your amenities, your decor, your first month's rent, first month's mortgage, and your, call it um, your consumables as well. 
you have a return on investment of 150% to 200%. That is a great deal. Ding, 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 ding. What do we have from Johnny? We have a great long-term Airbnb that's going to create massive amounts of cash flow and a great return on investment. So what does 150 to 200% return on investment mean? It means you're basically making your money back in about six to nine months. Again, when I talk about money back, if you're purchasing, I'm not talking about the down payment that you're getting back. I'm talking about the furniture, the amenities, the decor, and the consumables. You know, all the things that have to be put in there to make it Airbnb ready. And probably not even the repairs as well. So this is really just straight up like looking at it even more truly from an arbitrage standpoint. Um, so along those lines, if you are, let's just say you have a little bit of overhead. Maybe you're like me, you have staff, you have employees, you have a lot of automations that you're using. And so you have a little bit more overhead. Now you're really going to be looking at more of a hundred to 120% ROI, which means you're going to make your money back. And instead of six to nine months, maybe it's going to be 10 to 12, 10 to 13 months. And then of course, like I said, if you've hired a management company, if you're looking to have it co-hosted for you, I think your goal needs to be to at least make your money back from all of those initial investments by the year and a half mark, ideally by the year mark. So you're looking at about a 75% to 100% return on your investment. If you can get that while hiring someone else, you have made a great investment. And that's what we have to remind ourselves, right? Is that this is a long-term investment. Airbnb is not a get-rich-quick thing. It is an investment, just like anything. I think we lose sight of this. I, I actually get this from a lot of real estate investors is they ask me, well, after all of the purchasing of furniture and all this extra stuff, doesn't it just make more sense to do a long-term rental? Now, I'm not going to get into the benefits of short-term versus long-term. I've already done that in another video before. But um, we, we are so, so short-sighted, right? Because all they're thinking of is a one-year return. They're thinking year one. We're not supposed to be thinking year one. Year one is our worst year in Airbnb because we're trying to pay back that investment. But guys, let's put this into perspective. If you are doing this by yourself, your first Airbnb and your ROI is 150% to 200%. In other words, if you spend $10,000 and that $10,000 will turn into $15,000 to $20,000, that's what 150 to 200% ROI means, then where else are you going to get that for really nominal efforts as well? Once you have the property, the day-to-day -day activities, it's not a ton, especially if you have great systems and you've gone and, you've, and you downloaded that Kickstart operator course that we have on our website because it's showing you how to reduce your headache and increase your income. Um, more on that later probably. But what I'm talking about is focusing on this from a long-term investment standpoint because once you pay off the furniture, once you pay off all of those initial expenses, if you're making $1,000, versus three or $400 from a regular rental, okay? How much sweeter does that look? And that's why we get into the short-term rental game. And by the way, that's really conservative because if you're getting three or $400, you're, 
you should not be getting just a thousand dollars for a short-term rental. You should be getting 1200, 1500, maybe even $2,000. And those numbers can be a lot bigger. My first short-term rental long-term, it was going to make me $600 short-term. It's consistently made me 1800 to $2,000. Sometimes it's even peaked out at $2,400 per month. That's big time returns guys. And yes, it spent, I spent a little bit more money on the front end to, to furnish it, but I had the long-term mindset, um, in, in, in sight. And that's the thing, like my good friend, uh, Nathan, he's also a, an Airbnb operator and, you know, he talks about turning on the faucet and turning off the faucet. And if you can kind of picture the cartoon, um, you know, the, when the cartoon, uh, like someone steps on that hose and what does the hose do that it does in cartoons that it doesn't do in real life In cartoons, it, it starts to expand. Right. And you see that big bubble because someone's stepping on the hose versus in real life it's not going to do that but what he's talking about is when he's got the faucet turned on there's no accumulating happening because he's he's literally sending out money as it's coming in as well he's purchasing properties or purchasing furniture for short-term rentals while the money's coming in ten thousand dollars is coming in ten thousand dollars is going out but once he stopped that faucet and it was strictly only cash flow well, now there was no expenses and it's all cash flow. And now he's making $300,000, upwards of $300,000 uh, in, in even just one month. And that's where it's exciting, right? That's where it's, you, you see this long-term investment come to fruition, but there's nothing quick about the word investment. Investment is an investment of your time, investment of your dollar that makes a difference for you in the future, right? So the long story short is don't go cheap just to make your money back faster. Because if you're truly focused on the long term of this, the ROI in year one is 150 to 200%, or maybe low end 100%. That's year one, guys. After that, it's an infinite return, essentially. And you want that infinite return to be an infinite times 10 return, don't you? Um, I obviously can't be an infinite times 10, but you know what I'm saying here. So that's number one. Again, recapping that, if you're doing this on your own, no overhead, 150 to 200%, that's what you're looking for. If you have a little bit of overhead, you have a staff, I think 100 to 120% is a good ROI. And then if you're asking someone else to do this for you and you're hiring a staff, then I would say 75 to 100% is really what you're, you're going to be looking for. All right, number two is my 33% uh, rule. And what this is doing, this is judging your risk on a property. So if you go and you download that Airbnb calculator, and it's free, and you check it out and you say, okay, I've got my ROI, it's 200%, great deal. What's this, what's this 33% that I'm seeing? Or why am I, I'm at 31% or I'm at 35%. Is that a good thing? What is that exactly? And, and so if you watch that video, that tutorial on the calculator, you'll know exactly what it is, but you get to hear about it from me right now. What it means is that the higher the number, the less risk you're taking and the lower the amounts of days that you have to have in order to hit the break-even point. So let me give you a real-life example of this. If you make, call it $3,000 of net income, but your gross income is $30,000. So let's step back for a second and take a look. What does a property like that look like? It's probably $20,000 of rent because it's a big luxury multi-million dollar property that a, you know, uh, a multi-billionaire owns and they're renting it out to you. You know, it's a rare case, right? But it's, it's out there. There's properties like that out there. So all of your rent plus your 
cleaning plus your uh, utilities and everything out the door. It's costing you $27,000 essentially is what it's costing you because we gross $30,000. Our net is only $3,000, lots of expenses. What does that mean from an income standpoint? It means that, and we're just assuming that we're 100% booked for 30 days. We're making $1,000 per day, okay? So if that happens, if we are 100% booked and we only net $3,000 and our expenses are $27,000, that means that in that profit calculator, it'll show you it's a 10% net to gross ratio, which is super low and it's super risky because the break-even point is now at 27 days. And if you have three days vacant in one month, that means you made no money. You have to bank on this thing being occupied 100% of the time. Extremely risky. Okay, now let's take the exact same example from a net standpoint of $3,000, but let's say the gross is only 9,000. And how about that? It just happens to be exactly 33%. 3,000 divided by 9,000 is one third, also known as 33%. The gross on that from a perspective every single day of which it's being rented for a 30 day, um, 30 day month is $300 per day. The math on that, $300 times 30 days is $9,000 of gross, okay? But our expenses are $6,000. So let's say that that was a rent of $4,500, our cleaning costs $1,000, we had another $500 of utilities, right? That's how we get to that $3,000 of net with $6,000 of expenses. So if we do this math now, the break-even point is at day 20, Instead of the last example I showed you, which is day 27. So if we only have three days vacant, the same three days vacant in example number one that made us $0 at three days vacant is now in example number two, three days vacant means that we're making still $2,100 because we valued each day at $300 of net profit, gross profit. But that's where we understand that these deals are less risky. So the higher the number is, essentially the lower the risk. And how about this? If you notice the 33% rule, that's one third, right? So in that second example, one third of gross to net to gross actually showed us our break-even point because two thirds booked, also known as one third vacant, was our break-even point. So if you're hitting 33%, essentially you've got a property that is breaking even right around day 20 booked. That's pretty solid, guys. Um, I would say even better if you can get it to at 15 days, 12 days. We have one property in Arizona right now that at the 11-day mark is at its break-even point. That's an amazing deal. That's over 50%. We're talking about a 60% uh, net to gross ratio, and that's an amazing, amazing risk factor. I love that deal. That deal is, is cash flowing for us all day long. So Number three, the cash flow as a long-term rental. All right, so recap. Number one, we're talking about return on investment. Number two, the risk factor, that 33% rule. And number three is a long-term rental. What is the number we're looking for here, Johnny? It is 20%. Why are we looking for 20%? We're looking for the rent to equal at least 20% more than your mortgage. So if you own a property, or if you are arbitraging a property and you think to yourself, let's just say, worst case scenario, I've got to turn this into a long-term rental, um, another 
shutdown happens, um, a, 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 a local shutdown happens where they stop allowing for short-term rentals. I've got to adjust. I've got to bend. And now for me, that means that I'm going to have to start doing a long-term rent. Well, if I go on rentometer, rentometer, however you pronounce it, um, and you go and look in your area and you see, hey, you know, this property, I'm going to rent it for $2,000, but, or my mortgage is going to be $2,000, but the 75th percentile in this area is actually $2,400. Well, guess what? You have a 20% markup because $400 on top of 20,000 or on top of $2,000 is a 20% markup. So that gives you a little bit of some breathing room. And what typically happens with rent, it typically goes up. So what today might cost $2,000 and one year might be $2,100 or $2,200. And before you know it, this, this property um, has this amazing plan B if Airbnb is no longer a viable option. So those are my three and, and you know, just an even simpler term. If you're not a numbers person, if it was just an equal $1,000 mortgage or $1,000 of rent, that's pretty simple, right? 20% of that is just $200. So the rent that you could do for a long-term rental, $1,200. So that's where we're getting those numbers from. And I hope this has helped you to understand what a great Airbnb deal looks like. And speaking of how to evaluate Airbnbs, how do you evaluate your market? How do you find the best Airbnb deal for your area? Is it a one-bedroom, one-bath in an apartment complex with a pool? Is it a four-bedroom, two-bath in the northern zip codes? And, uh, you know, needs to have a lot of land. Like, what does that look like exactly? And I'm glad that you asked that question because we teach that exactly in my market eval kit. It's one of the best that best things that I created because that's one of the biggest questions that I get from people is what in the world, um, how in the world do I find out if I'm going to make money on a deal or if my market is really good. And so I made this market eval kit specifically for people that are asking that question. It's super affordable guys. It's it. Let's just say this. It's in the double digits. We're not even hitting a hundred bucks and this thing can help you to save thousands of dollars, save tons of headache and make yourself more confident in evaluating these Airbnb deals. You can go to it right now on fearlesskyle.com under the Airbnb tab, and you will see it right there called the market eval kit. You can get started on it today. It's only a two hour training and you'll feel like a stud coming out of there, being able to evaluate properties even better for short-term rentals. That's going to do it today for the Fearless Investor Podcast. Thanks for listening in. We'll see you next time. Go out there and conquer the world of Airbnb.